0: This is the Movement of the Holy Family. So welcome to our Rosary Meditation. We are on the Mount of Beatitudes, overlooking the Sea of Galilee. We're in this place Jesus delivered both the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount, which we meditate on in this Rosary. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for, especially for the healing of Olivia Keneally and Margot through the intercession of Blessed Pauline Jericho, and for a special prayer for Maureen today. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives us the new minimum. People always wonder what's the minimum I need to get into heaven? Well, the new minimum of the gospel is everything. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul writes that Christians must take Christ as their example insofar as he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. But what does it mean concretely to empty ourselves in imitation of Jesus? Well, actually, Jesus himself tells us he lays out a program in the Sermon on the Mount for how his followers can empty themselves, empty themselves of pride, worldliness, selfishness, and pour themselves out in love for others. But it's not a case of half measures. Empty means empty. Christ doesn't want just part of us. He wants us to give our all, and he tells us, be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Put simply, for a disciple of Christ, the new minimum commitment is everything. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread.
0: Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus begins his Sermon on the Mount with a portrait of those who have succeeded at self-emptying, and he declares them blessed or happy. This list is called the Beatitudes. These people aren't clinging to anything that can inhibit them from doing God's will or serving their neighbors. The poor aren't clinging to wealth, the meek aren't clinging to power or to that that absurd need to have an impact or control. The the peacemakers aren't clinging to partisan identity politics either in church matters or government matters. The ones who hunger and thirst for righteousness aren't clinging to always taking the path of least resistance. The merciful aren't clinging to some demand for restitution or their need to have someone else apologize to them. The pure of heart, aren't, they are not clinging to their disordered desires and emotions. Those who mourn aren't clinging to the need to self-justify. They know how to repent without trying to rationalize away their sins. And those who are persecuted or mocked or canceled aren't clinging to what other people think of them. So of course these people are happy because they're free. They've emptied themselves of all worldliness, all self-centeredness that weighs them down. And now they can do what's right without reserve. And God gives us the grace to do likewise. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread,
1: and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation
0: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for, for us sinners,
1: now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Oh, my Jesus,
1: forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: Now, of course, self-emptying isn't just to be empty. It's so that God may fill us with himself so that we can give. And here Jesus is very clear. Give to the one who asks, and if a man asks you to lend, do not refuse him. But here's the great difficulty of the Christian life. We're obliged to give other people more than they have a right to expect of us. Because... We have received so much from God, everything in fact, and we owe everything to him in return. So we need to pay it forward by being generous and merciful to others. That's why Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, if someone asks for your jacket, give him your coat as well. Somebody asks you to walk one mile, go two. Only if we astonish the world with our generosity will we be able to give people some idea of how generous God is, the God we're supposed to represent. There's a story that when once Mother Teresa was tending a sick person, the sick person asked her, is Jesus like you? Mother Teresa replied, no, but I try to be like Jesus. And the sick person said, then I want to become a Christian. Sure, sometimes it's hard to know whom we should serve and how. But we don't get to turn our backs on someone in need just because they have no right to expect more from us. We have no right to expect all Jesus has done for us. And now he commanded that we give all that we have, one way or another, for love of him. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, world without end,
0: amen. Oh, my Jesus,
1: forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: It's remarkable that Jesus puts his teaching on the indissolubility of marriage right into the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. But then again, maybe it's not so surprising, since marriage and family life are precisely the primary place where most of us are called to practice this radical Christian self emptying. It's where we're called to give and give and give. If anyone says about their families, I just don't have any more to give. The only proper response is to ask, are you dead yet? Because if not, you have more to give. It's also where we're called to forgive and forgive and forgive again. There's no room for resentment in family life. And above all, there's no room for resentment towards our spouse. Think of our own sins. How many times we've screwed up. How many times we've ignored, opposed, offended God, and been given a pass. So give your wife or husband a pass, as many as he or she needs. So it makes sense that Jesus would ban divorce right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, right while he's preaching the gospel of self-emptying love. After all, if both spouses were committed to self-emptying, to giving, and forgiving without reserve, we'd rarely see divorce, but in any case, it is this self-emptying life of the Beatitudes that is normally lived out in marriage. That's the path to freedom. That's the path to happiness. That's the path to heaven. At least for my wife, she's assured of purgatory on earth. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for
1: us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. All
0: my Jesus.
1: Forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
0: Now we come to the most difficult kind of giving, forgiving. This is where we give somebody our complete goodwill, even when they've wronged us, defrauded us, disappointed us, betrayed us, abandoned us. Jesus is relentless here. If someone slaps you in the face, you turn the other cheek. In other words, if you love someone and they hurt you, you make yourself vulnerable to them by continuing to love them. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who persecute you and insult you. That pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Jesus makes it clear, resentment will keep you out of heaven. If you aren't willing to reconcile with your brother, your sister, your parents, your kids, your spouse, your ex-boss, your bishop. You're in for a world of pain. If you don't, if you don't forgive everyone from your heart, Jesus said, the claimant will hand you over to the judge, the judge to the officer, and you will be cast into prison. Believe me, you will not be freed until you have paid everything you owe said Jesus. And since we owe God an infinite amount, well, if we're not willing to forgive, we'll be in that prison a long time. So don't wait. Settle with your enemy now. Think of the person you still harbor resentment against and pray for them and ask God to give you the grace to hold nothing Hey, if you're in the Kansas City area tomorrow, Sunday, July 3rd, come out and join us in Taking Back Sunday, 5 to 7 p.m. at Blackhoof Park. It's not really an event. It's just living the movement and sharing life together. But it's BYOP, Bring Your Own Picnic. So invite your families and friends to hang out with us at the park for some friendship, good conversation, and of course, the rosary. The shelter space will be available beginning at 3 for those who want to come early, and it's open till 9. We'll pray the rosary around 6. All the details can be found in our app under Events. And if you're not in the Kansas City area, I encourage you to gather people and do the same. Take back Sunday. Just go to the app, then click on Discovery, and then click Near You, and it'll show you the people in your area, and you can message them and invite them, and you can take back Sunday wherever you live in the world.